Welcome to episode 431 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 431 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, mate? Good. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning. This It's officially the morning, isn't it? It is. 5.36. This is probably the earliest we've ever started the show. Equal earliest. I'm sure we've done a few at this time. I don't know. It's good times. Good to be here. Oh, John. I said, John, because I've got to go to Auckland today. And I said, we need to record early. He goes, I'm up at five. Any time after five. Any time after five. No mucking around with Newsom. All recording okay over there? Yeah, no. Oh, save, 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 save it and all okay. Last week what happened was, so what happens is we do the show and uh, we record the show and it goes all, you know, all good and then John leaves and then afterwards in post-production, the first thing I do is the introduction, you know, welcome to I Am Dork. And... Uh, Somehow when I did that, I deleted the rest of it. Now, normally it's okay because what you do is as long as you don't save it. Yeah, and I did, well, saving was the problem. So I saved it and I transferred it onto my other computer because it's a lot faster to do the processing. And I opened it up and I was like, where's it gone? And uh, and nothing I could do could bring it back and it ripped my undies because that was actually officially the best show we'd ever done. Ever. Ever. Seriously, you guys Ever. missed out. Anyway, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh, you do some of that at five in the morning. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Your lactic buffering, as Jonbo was saying before, he hasn't been sick this winter and isolation was one of your strategies. And I'm sure... I, it's gold strategy. Isolation is key. <laughs> he, yeah. lives, he lives in a box, basically. Yeah. Trains, steps into the box. Sometimes say salute, Belinda, maybe. Yeah, occasionally. Points the fingers out to the kids. Oi. <laughs> Oi, get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> I love you, but get away from me. Okay, guys, in this week's show, what have we got happening? We've got a bit of news. We've got uh, an age group of the week. We've got Coach's Corner. What's that on? So Coach's Corner is just some follow-up on last week's interview with Hunter Allen. And oh, yeah, we got a bit of criticism, didn't we? <laughs> well, no, we just said one wrong thing. and blah, blah, blah. Yep. But it was rather wrong. Yep. Uh, we've got Project 2014 update. We've got, what, three weeks to go, Jumbo? Three yes, and a half. Three and a half. Tick, tick, tick. He's telling me before he's got big. You're going to do a marathon in a couple of days. Do a marathon on Thursday. I'm picking you're going to win it. Yeah. No, I'm picking. Philonator's uh, <laughs> in pretty good form. Okay, well, uh, okay, $1,000 to the winner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Game on. And then we've got uh, uh, questions, and we've got lots of questions and answers at the end. Okay, so first of all, before we get kind of into the news, remember we've got our Kona build-up, which is going to be starting in about Sunday? The Saturday? It starts now. Oh, no, I thought you meant for the camp. Oh yeah, no. We've got oh, is it just an overall? This is an overall. This the build-up starts today. We're going each each episode from now. We're just going to get more oh. and more pumped. Basically, the excitement begins, team. So oh, from yeah. this moment forward, you need to be excited because Kona is it's it's like just up the road. It is. You've it started is. the long ride, haven't you? Well, no, I did one of those and said they No, I mean metaphorically. <laughs> I know, <laughs> um, but a big big part of it is going to be the. Uh, the, the I Am Talk taper camp with Dave Dwan and myself. So if you want to sign up for that, I've got the details up on everything's going to be basically on imtalk.me and there's a Kona drop down um, button. And then we've got the camp, which you can come and do and just basically <laughs> do my taper sessions and come out for lunch with Bevan and myself and just a general bit of a chin wag. And then we. That'll be really cool too, because if you're doing that last week in Kona. Like I know when I was there, I didn't really know anyone. Yeah, and you just I get to know the the route. You know, I'll, I'll do a talk and get to know the route, the night, the names, exactly where you're going. And you like your family to... might come support you, but like for me, they came just a couple of days before the race. So I was very mm. much, 
you know, go out and train, sit home, watch TV. <laughs> so exactly. it's kind of a cool way to meet people. Yeah. And then uh, we are going to be doing the Blue 70 Wetsuit Aquathon oh, Challenge. Yep. So you need to take your wetsuit. Oh, I will be, such a pain. <laughs> I will be manning uh, the transition area. Yeah, I'll look after that, make sure you're all okay. How do we do the handicap start without you so, up the boat? Well, no, this time it's going to be mass start and oh. then it's going to be handicapped at the end. So we'll have a person getting line honours who will be the fastest and then we'll work out our, got a chance our handi- handicap system. You've got a very strong chance. Well, swimming's pretty weak nowadays, John, but actually yeah. been running much recently. <laughs> Struggle to get to that boat. <laughs> that's right, yeah. The starting into the start's going to be a problem. So that's going to be on Wednesday morning and it'll be sort of I've got a time written down, but I think it'll be like seven thirty or something on Wednesday morning. And then, how many people did we have last year? Last time we did, I think we had about fifteen or so. Yep. So we're trying so, to get twenty. Yeah. So if you're going, if you're going there, Let's take it. your wetsuit. And then finally, I, f- I figured we we should have a meeting point. Maybe the prize <clears throat> this year is the wooden trophy that well, I never got. Which yes, true. Yeah. You didn't win it. Dave Fish won it. You've never won it, Newsom. Well, I beat you, lad. That's true. I beat you I've won it. Time, I've won it. Yeah. I have won it. You haven't yeah. won it. Yeah. You may have beaten me, but Dave Fish is the current champion. He should be complaining. But maybe what I'll do is you get to win my wetsuit as well. <laughs> my, my energy wetsuit that I've, that I've had can, with a rip in the back. You can carry around 500 grams of wetsuit. Oh, such a hassle. I think I, think I am. That's, the winner will get the, the trophy. I'll take the trophy this year, I guarantee it. Yeah. And you'll get my wetsuit. Signed. Signed, sealed, delivered. With a book with it. I'll take a book as well. Good. Yep, there we go. Okay, and then the um, other thing I was thinking we should do, and I will organise this, so listen up um, before the race, is I figure we should have a spot somewhere that we meet before going to the awards banquet. So if anybody wants to, oh, yeah. if we have a big IM talk table maybe. Yeah, it's quite it's, it's bloody hard to organise you know, getting there. But if we met somewhere before, wander, you know, go and queue for flipping whatever it is, 45 Although the minutes, queue moves quickly. It does once yeah, it, but it's yeah. a big queue. Yeah. Um, and then we could try to get an IM talk area at the uh, awards. I like, I like that. I like that. Um, great. So that's, that's how Kona Builder starts. The other piece of news, John, my book is out. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> it's out. But the thing is, it's not actually, on the e-book's not out yet. So for most of you guys, at this stage, you can only get the book in New Zealand, um, unless you want to pay heaps for shipping. Um, so the ebook paper passed as soon as we're done. Exactly. Um, but if you want to get in New Zealand, go to my website and you can get the free shipping and all the rest of it. If you're overseas, I'll let you guys know probably next week if it's on Amazon. I think it's going to be the ebook version will be out kind of over the next couple of days, but I'll let you guys know more about that then. Anyway, um, and I will be doing a bigger plug once I know it's out to the international. <laughs> so basically, book out half an hour of the show because yeah. that's all I'm going to talk about for half an hour. That could be the week, ne- not next week, the week after. Yeah, because it's going to be a bit of a struggle that week to get a show because I'm travelling on the day we record. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll call it Bevan's book so, show. So yeah, just talk about your book for an hour and a half. Oh, don't worry, I could do that. Good. Um, we've got Challenge Weymouth happened last weekend, and Jombo. I tell you what, these guys it must they must have been just smoking it on the run. Yeah, and the swim, <laughs> and so, the swim because they had world record times, John. No, they didn't quite have world record times. You're incorrect there. So Joe Skipper took out the race. He swam 31 minutes. He biked 4:43 and he ran 2:29 for a 7:49.03. So it does go down as one of the faster times in history. But the swim was short. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the swim was cut in half. They had um, pretty tricky conditions, so. They got cut in half. Didn't see any reports on what happened on the run, but clearly it's short. Um, no, no, John. So it's not. He's just a smoking fast. What is the world record then? If that's it, not it, uh, the world record is is seven forty one, isn't it? No, no. I mean for the run. Oh, for the run. I don't think you really have a world record. I suppose you have to have the fastest split. 
Um, I think it would be that Peter Reid one, which he did say had an asterisk with it. Yeah, he said it was short. Wasn't it? Yeah. But I think, my, I think it's commonly known now that most of these really crazy fast courses this are short. It's but isn't it? It is. We'll you know, because when you look at this, you just kind of go, well, it's a bit pointless. Because mm. yeah, um, Tim Heaney sent through an email just saying, uh, Joe Skipperian 229, which uh, does make you think how far, not how fast, but how short. But probably worth pointing out that in Ironman UK this year, he ran 2.48 for second, which was the seventh, over seven minutes faster than anybody else on that course nice. that day, where the pros, only three men went under three hours. So he's nice. obviously a smoking fast runner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from his performance, just saying that she did it's just, it's, it's just, come on, how hard is it to measure a marathon? Yeah. You know? It's not, it's not, it's, it's not rocket not science. Tricky. You can just get, not, you, get one of those Apple watches, you, you could do it on that, John. Or you just, you just, surely there's a side street where you can do a little out and back. And I know they used to do that at Ironman New Zealand. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah, you're running along and then they send you down this bloody hill and you ran down the hill and you turned around and ran back up again. It was painful. Do you feel, would you feel cheated? Like, let's say you've done this race and, you know, you've you come in and you've done a run and you know it's two, two, maybe, you're probably looking close to 2K short here, aren't we? Oh, and the rest. And the rest. So, do you feel cheated? Yeah, um, yeah. Especially if you if you're gunning for a time, like say Rota, for example. I mean, there's there's different views out there as to the accuracy of that course as well. And if if I went um, eight fifty nine there, and then you found it's it's short, yeah, I'd be a bit yeah, a bit annoyed. Especially because like sometimes in the swim, I get that swim is a little bit harder to measure. But the run course, come on. Yeah, they did, they, had to, they cut the swim course short due to safety. I get that. Yeah. Um, anyway, but I mean, it's not just a challenge Weymouth problem. This is a this is a problem at, at a variety of different races. So, do you think? think it, but do you Austria. think that do you think that the organisers do it because they know people like faster times? Like, you think? No, it's, I don't think so. so but, no. but well, how, how do you get two k short? Well, you just do. A, it's it's either a loop course and it's convenient. You're turning around at the end of a street, and it would be a case of Still. adding another street. I don't think they don't go out there and go. Oh, I want to make a fast course. Let's do it. Sh- let's make it short. It's just. But surely someone before this race, ring you, them up, Bevan. Don't give take, me the phone number. Don't take it out on me. <laughs> well, so, John, because you're you're backing them up. I'm not backing them up. I'm just saying. If you were doing a race, if it was a loop course and it was easier, would, what would you do? If I was organising yeah. the race, uh, if it was an Ironman, I would make it accurate. Exactly. So for my. When I do the, the organised House of Travel Triathlon Festival, yep. it's it, it, conveniently, it is exactly 5k for two loops, but you run at the finishing shoot, so it's probably 5k plus. Oh, you're hardcore. You add, you add probably, no, oh, 75 is a bit of a stretch. Probably a good 30 metres. That's more than 30. Anyway, um, the running yeah. shoot, the shoot. Yeah, that's, uh, 30 metres. Get with the program. Wait, 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 they got the course up there, the little shoot? Yeah. yeah. 75. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm measuring it. This year. We're having I'm, it. I'm pacing it out for a race like that. Probably wouldn't give too much of a toss unless I was really, yeah, yeah. Stipulated but the thing, of course, like that is people aren't really doing it for the distances, are they? No. You know, whereas for an this, man, yeah, I'd make it accurate. You want to know you've done a marathon at the end? Well, we managed to pad that out for about 15 minutes. That's good. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. Joe Skipper took out the race outstanding, even though his his run was was five minutes quicker than anybody else. Joel Jameson was second, and good old Stephen Bayliss was in third place. And Joe oh, Carrot won it. Joe Carrot. Oh no, she didn't. Sorry. No, she didn't. Eleanor Hearsign. Nice. Won the females race, and she did a time of. Overall time of 8.54.41. Then Joe Carrick got second, only five minutes behind, 8.59.49. Joe's got that sub nine. Yeah, nice. And, and then who's the third female? Michi 
Perlbauer was third in 9.01. So pretty close racing, only sort of six or seven minutes covering the first three girls. Okay, we also had Ironman Wales, and we got an email through from uh, David Rowe. Yes. Oh, he's got a nickname? What's his name? David Rowe. He's got a nickname. I'm not sure. Yeah, no. Call him the Scary Bear. Why is it? Oh, he... He he got a photo on on Epic Camp with a bear, and he was he was one of the the nature enthusiasts on the camp. You know, trying to spot as many bears as possible. Oh, really? Mm. Nice. Um, so who's just saying it's a blimmin' hard day at the office? So uh, the so the the swim, forty people got pulled out of the water oh, with really? jet skis and stuff like that. Forty people didn't even make the cutoff. Uh, pretty tough day in the swim. Uh, there was bike was really windy on uh, <clears throat> on a pretty tough course of best of days. Uh, and he said the run, there was no flat. It's up, down, up, down over cobbled streets in a town, back and down, you know, four loops of 10Ks. So he said it was really hard. He said, pretty tough day at the office, but he said the crowds were unbelievable. That's great. Yeah, he said, that, like, pretty much there was no point in the course where there wasn't a crowd. It, I've, I've seen, the, I've watched the footage on the trainer before of this race, and, yeah, it really looks like, it's not a stupid day at the office, like, um, Kelp man and yep. and, and the Norway, um, but it's a good honest course. Just yeah, rolling all the time and yeah, on the run. Yeah, I, I just remember they had the camera stuck in one place where you kind of ran through this sort of castle wall um, and and steps and stuff wow. like that. That's just got to kill yeah, your steps in a race. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine how hard that would be. So he got seventh overall in a time of ten forty two and got a kind of slot. Oh really? Mm, must have rolled a bit. Wow. So that's like a, that must be for next year now. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's great. That's nice to know, isn't That's it? an outstanding way to qualify. Yeah. Outstanding, David. Yeah. You're outstanding. Okay, what happened in the race? So we had Matt Trotman take it out in 9.07, and again, that's a reflection of uh, it is a very, very tricky course, but he swam 51, biked 5.03, and ran 3.04 to outrun Fraser Cartmel, who's no slouch, in 9.10, and... Alfaro, I oh, know how we're going to go for this one. We're going to oh, go that's for... that's a big Peru, name. Peru, Alfaro, San... Ilfonso from España was in third, distant third in 9.18. And of note, the winner, Matt Trotman, has only been at this game for two years and he used to be a professional yachtsman. Wow. So that's, two, that's, you know, okay, when you say professional, I was thinking, oh, so, literally in my head, oh, I was a cyclist. Yeah. You know, you, what are you going to be? You're going to be a cyclist, a runner, a yachtsman? A yachtsman. And the fact that he's, wow. you know, going there... A, a winning a race within two years, and you know Fraser Cartmel is not a slouch, so it's, it's not like he's just um, yes. dueling around the course in, in ten hours and nobody else has turned up. That's a solid effort. Wow, the woman's female winner, ten fifty seven. Yes, wow. Amy Amy Forshaw, uh, a one oh eight six oh six and three thirty three for a ten fifty seven. Second, Julia, Julia Bond from Germany in eleven twenty, and third, Amy Ogden from Great Britain in eleven thirty nine. What do you think is um the slowest Ironman course, you know, where we get the slowest That's male and female winners. Just go and ask Torsten that. We're not talking a proper extreme one. We're talking no, no, we're, we're talking an Iron WTC Iron. brand. Because that's pretty slow for a female winner. It is. You know, like 11 hours for a female winner. I think the standard is, is a bit lower as well. Not taking anything away No, no, no. Amy. no. Amy, amazing. You've won a bloody Ironman. Good yeah. on you. But it, obviously this is a very slow course. Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious to see, you know, what, what race do we see I mean, the slowest pro wins? So let's put the girls in perspective. The guys went 9.07 and the girls went 10.57. So normally we see that one hour gap. So if we look at the guys' side and we say they're, they're sort of um, second, tier, second tier athletes, yep. nine, just over nine hours, I think that's I think Lanzarote's a little bit 
quicker than that usually, but the standard is probably a little bit higher. So, yeah, you know, I'd say this or Lanzarote would probably be uh, pretty similar. Yeah, wow, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? Mm. Um, okay, so that was Ironman Wales. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm just putting up my show notes here. Uh, next up, the next piece of news we had is we had the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast 70.3 and Xena absolutely crushed the bugger. So this is just a very small snippet. It's only 70.3, but Xena beat a, a good quality field. Gina was there as well, but I thought probably of note was Pete Jacobs was third in the men's race, and that's perhaps just about the first time I've seen him do anything almost since he won Ironman. I can't remember any good results from him. Uh, Which I'm sure he has had some, but but not notable he's ones. Had, he's had a lot of shockers, like proper crap, crap shockers. And word on the street from Joe Bexis, where she was saying that Pete wasn't even trying to push it too hard. He was really just his corner. Hey. Yeah. No, but the two guys in front of him really wanted the win, if Court- you know what I mean. Yes, he had Courtney Ak- Agnes Atkinson and Wilson. It was Dan Wilson, who's an ITU dude. Uh, so if Pete ran at 114, there was a lot of other pretty reasonable guys behind him as well. So I think that's uh, it's a sign that hopefully he can be, get himself back on track and at, at least be competitive in Kona because most of the races he's done. Um, the thing about Pete not- is, admittedly, he hasn't done a huge amount since you know winning the World Championship. But before then, he was just Mr. Consistency. Well, he was Mr. Kona. He was, you know, he, he worked his way up in Kona. But he was consistent there every year. So, you yeah. know, like, he's had one bad year. So you can't, you know, like, no, I'm sure nobody's writing him off. But, you know, like, he's not a name that comes up in people's head when we think about this year's winners instantly, is he? No. Uh, so, yeah, I just think he's he, he knows how to turn it on in October and hopefully he's got it right. Yeah. Because he can... Yeah, he can transform the race. Okay, we also had a challenge at Almere. Which was doubling as the European Long Course Championships. He had Marcus Farkbar in first in 8.38 from Dirk Weisnald in second, 8.33, and Chris Fisher in third in 8.34. And on the girl side of things? Girl side of things, we had a bit of domination. Helene D, uh, Bedevart in 9.16. We've had her on the show. She's been top 10 in Kona. And Tinky... Vanderberg in at nine twenty six and Victoria Gill in nine forty two. Okay, John Bo, more importantly, John's ITU update. It's great to see that we talked about this last year. So they had Interbike on last week. If you don't know what Interbike is, it's a, it's a, it's a massive, it's a, the biggest sort of uh, bike trade show in the world. It's in Vegas and people just go gaga about it. You know, there's just bike porn everywhere. Absolutely love it. And again, what they've done is they've put on the sort of super sprint. Because last year they had, they, they had the swimming pool in the car park, didn't they? Yeah, I assume they did the same same again this year. They must have done. I, mean, I actually watched it last year. Yeah, so it's a great concept. You've got all this, the bike journos there. You have all the all the gear there. Um, they had $70,000 US prize money. So it's, you know, for a short bit of work, it's the same as uh, most Ironman, if not, no, it's better than a lot of Ironman races. Aaron Royal took it out and uh, Chelsea Burns took out the girls' race. Girls race actually had a really solid field. You had Dencham in there, you had Groff, Finlay, Sweetland, um, Riveras. So that's that's a that's a solid quality field. The girls, uh, the guys side of things, not quite as high quality. Um, but you also had Alan Webb in there. He's the guy who used to be the amazing. He's an amazing Never runner. Is it? So he's one of the top marathoners out of the states, and okay. he switched to triathlon. And he actually made the final in ninth place. He was nearly two minutes off the pace, um, but he's there, so it'll be really interesting to see how he progresses. I'm just surprised this doesn't get a bit more coverage, and I think it'd be really cool for ITU to maybe step out Especially of the... Especially with 70k. It's not that much for an ITU race. No, I know, but, like, you know, it's not bad. Yeah. You know? Um, but just for ITU or somebody to step out of the mould and really try to put these 
gimmicky type races up there. It's it's an amazing forum. You know, you're at the biggest bike show in the world. Yeah. Um, Although I will say, last year when I did watch it, no one was there watching it. No, I agree. It was the the spectators was appalling. It was literally like you know, it was like it was like a training session. Yeah. You know, a couple people by the pool. So. so how do cool you get concept, a, how do you though. get attention is probably the question mm. because you know as you say everyone's there, so how do they get attention for this? It's and a million dollar race, Bevan. That's what you need. The million dollar race. You know, it would, it would be interesting. Is it purely if you draw more draw prize money, do more people go watch it? Uh, I think you've got to have the prize money and the promotion. Make yeah. it a bit gimmicky. Yeah, like I was, yeah, I agree. It was co- a, kind of a cool one chip, one chip, a five hundred thousand dollar chip that you're allowed to put on black one hand blackjack. Oh, that is a John. That's a brilliant idea. You have to put it down. Yeah. So you win the race, but you have to gamble it. Yeah. I love that. That would be cool. That would be awesome. You just go red or black, Mm. or you could just you know you could anywhere on the roulette wheel. Great sponsorship opportunity. So you could even go for because what is it if you get pick a number? It's like thirty-two to one, isn't it? Oh yeah, that'd be huge. Yeah. So you can you can put it anywhere. So you go okay, five hundred thousand. Put on put on nineteen. There you go. Then you if you win it. Bugger triathlon out of yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too much hard work. We also had the Belgium, I'm bit sorry, um, Beijing. The reason I brought this up, it's not a, a massive race, but it must have some money there. It's run by ING. But Gomez wins, wins again. So he raced two weeks, weeks in a row. Two, week in, two weeks ago, he raced at the ITU finale and he had a, I think, a third place, I think it was. I think, yeah, yep. I think he got third, won the series. Next week, he goes and smashes uh, 70.3 world champs. This week again goes you, and smashes. What do you think uh, he gets for an appearance fee? Do you think I've got no idea? Be, and the week before that, he raced as well. Actually, so that's four. He did. I think he may have DNF'd in Stockholm, but he's obviously got travel done under his belt as well, isn't that's he? Europe, Canada, States. Beijing, yeah. Home. It's 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 you know to be able to, you know because travelling takes it out of you. Yeah. See Nike have, have done this concept plane. You see that? Yeah. So for, for athletes, and obviously it wouldn't be New Zealand sports, it's a look at those top American sports, but yeah. the perfect plane for travelling for athletes. It's an yeah. interesting concept, isn't it? Um, Ironman Challenge Camp in February. What's this about, John? So this, I'm, I'm putting on a camp. Uh, oh, good stuff. It's just a local camp. If you want to do a bit of a build-up for Ironman or Challenge. Fast-forward consultants. Is this, who, what's this? This is me, man. This I've is never me. heard of fast-forward consultants. Keep, you keep, need to do some marketing. Keep it on the down low. Keep it fast on the Fast-forward cons- endurance sports consultants. Oh, mate. Can I get some consultancy with you? You can indeed. So it's basically a four-day camp, awesome volume. Uh, we're going to a new venue. We normally go um, up to uh, Kaikoura and then across to Hamlet. This, this Who's Craig Moore? Craig Moore. Do I know Craig? You leave? Oh, there's Craig Moore? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Craig Moore. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you do. Uh, it's, we basically go over to the West Coast this time. We're going uh, biking over Arthur's Pass and... Oh, nice. <laughs> That's good on us, right? Yeah, and then uh, coming back. So it's a four-day volume-based camp. Awesome preparation for Ironman New Zealand or for Challenge Wanaka. It's, it starts on Saturday, the 31st of January from Christchurch. Finishes in Christchurch. Open for anybody. We've got a big range of abilities and just it's, it's scenery-wise as well, you're going to see some very cool parts of the South Island. Bit of open water swimming, bit of top coaching as well, and uh, job's a good one. When, uh, when is it? It's at the end of January, start of February. Now, you do this camp most years, don't you? We do. Yeah, that's really popular. I know quite a few people have done it, and they always say it's really great. So check it out. Go to fastboardconsultants.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me. There you go. 
Fast forward consultant, eh? It's yeah. a good name. I like it. Because what you're doing is you can go fast forward. Yeah. Oh, mate, you're a legend. Yeah. Okay, then um, apparently Ray Ramsey didn't do Wales and he's out of Kona due to, I think it was a shoulder injury. Hip injury. Hip injury, was it? So there you go. That talk was a waste of time, wasn't it? It was. Oh, that PR, you didn't even give it to us. I know. Uh, coming up, we've got the ITU Long Course Distance Champions, which is a 4K swim, a 120K bike, and then a 20K run. It's going to be in China. It is. And I was thinking, oh, it's the ITU World Long Distance Champs. They usually get a couple of people there, um, a couple of really good guys there, but it's not the same as Kona. Yep. And I saw Hallman, Especially at this time of year. I saw Hallman's put a post out on Twitter. He doesn't do any Twittering, but he said, uh, ITU Challenge and Ironman basically kiss and make up and stop having all these championship races together. They had the European Championships yeah. last weekend. Didn't doesn't really mean much, but I guess in terms of funding, you can probably go to your local council saying, right, we've got the European Championships yeah. here. And you do get a good bunch of age groupers there. And, and again, in China, you'll have some good age groupers there. I saw in the, some of the age groups, not massive fields, but some, some good quality guys there. So I thought I'd better just check this out and see who's racing in the boys. And of note, again, if they turn up, um, pulled up the boys list and Craig Alexander is down to race, which really? is interesting. Yes, quite a good hit out. I mean, it's only a little bit longer than than a half. Quite a good hit out for uh, for Kona. My money's on him. Yeah. So uh, again, he's got a bit of stiff competition. Greg Bennett, who's not really that proven over the half distance, is who's also thirty eight as well. He is, and he did. He got third in Beijing last weekend. So obviously using that as a bit of a hit out. But then you've got. Graham O'Grady, who's a very good Kiwi, he'll give them a good a bit of a run for their money, and Sylvain Sudry from France, they have a feeling he might be the defending champion, but he's no slouch as well. So not a massive field, but a couple of um, couple of good Frenchies in there as well. So it won't so it won't be a walkover for Crowy, but if he's on Crowy form, then I would expect him to take it. We got Ironman Maryland. Hold on, what about the girls? Oh, God, sorry. God, what a sexist pig. I'm not denying it. And then, so then I switched over to the girls, and I thought, okay, let's see who's there. Andrea Hewitt's down to race. Oh, really? Mm, so that was now, a bit now, of... That's a point. Do you think she's going to transition over? No. Mm. Um, well, well she, look, she's doing this. Yeah, but this is more of a half Ironman. So distances, as Bevan said, <coughs> 4K, 120K, 20K. It's an interesting it's, distance, isn't it? It's a fair distance. Yeah, it's a good distance. Half Ironman just screws people. Yeah. It doesn't give the swimmers any chance. I think that's a fantastic distance. Yeah. 4K, 120, 20. Perfect. Well done, ITU. Um, so I'll be interested to see well, how well, Andrew Why goes. don't you think she'll go long? Because uh, surely her ITU career is kind of oh, it's on finished, its last legs. She's finished incredibly strongly this year. But do you think she's around for the next few years? I think she'll be around until um, the Olympics, until Beijing, not Beijing, till Rio. She's going back in time. So, yeah, but then the start list won't be accurate because Melissa Holstreit is down as well. I'm pretty sure she won't be racing because she stuffed her shoulder or something. The seventy point three champs. Uh, Laura Bennett's also down there. So keep talking. Put in my mind. Oh, Camilla Peterson is also <laughs> down there. <coughs> Andrea, I think stands a pretty good chance of taking this out. Harold's Andrea. Mm, I'm going to go 34, 30, probably 34. Uh, uh, how do you reckon she'd go if she did go? Um, if I put her in and say Nikki Samuels, I'd say Nikki Samuels is somebody who will absolutely crush halves and probably full. She just looks fantastic. She's a really strong TT on the bike as well. Andrea is very strong on the bike. Not sure in terms of TTing um, how, how fast she'd be. She's, she's, she'd be bloody good. But I don't know if she'd be a crusher, whereas I think um, Nikki Samuels would absolutely crush it. 
I'm really fascinated to see what, what, what will happen with She's done a half four. Um, she's done Singapore 70.3, and she got beaten by Jodie Swallow there. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how she goes. She's 32. 32. Was born in 1982. Put on the 80s kids. Mm. Oh, those 80s kids. Mm. You know, Crazy. With all the 80s gear. I'm in Maryland. Yep, couldn't find a start list for that, so yeah. good luck everybody there. And Tahoe. Tahoe. Um, Torsten has got a start list there, pretty re- relatively thin, but we have got a number of Kiwis Dylan racing McNeese. there. Dylan McNeese is making his WTC debut. Uh, also got Brian Rhodes on the start list, so good Kiwi contingent. Rhodes is still going. Still at it, and we had another Kiwi. I was going to. It was like the Kiwi connection in there. Chris McDonald. He's Australian. Uh, he's, he's Australian, uh, and Guy Crawford. So we've got three Kiwis in there. But Justin Deere, see if he can back up his Boulder. Ironman Boulder win. And he is seeded number one on Torsten's rankings with an 8.59.29 expected time. It's a slow course. Last year they had woeful, woefully cold weather and people were just freezing their nuts off. John, mm. predictions for who will be the New Zealand Olympic team for the females? Next Olympics? Yeah. Andrea? Will we get three? Um... We've only got three, so... Will we get three? If those three kept racing, we'd get three. Okay. So Andrea, Nikki, and Kate McElroy, we haven't got anybody else coming through that I think will be ready by... And the boys? Ready, ready Who are the boys? Poor. Oh. <laughs> That's a good question. Should have said his face team. Uh, well, you've got Tony Dodds and Ryan Sissons, and again, nobody else really coming through. Was it was a bummer worry. we lost the cyclists? Sorry? Was it bummer we lost... Tom? Yeah. Like I know uh, he, he's not going to win races, but he, yeah. he, he did have value, didn't he? Yeah, he did have value, but our guys aren't good enough to win medals anyway. Do and we don't have a coach anymore either. Oh, what happened to, what, who was the coach? Greg Frayne. What happened to Greg? He resigned. Really? Yeah. Is there a controversy with that? Is there stuff you want to tell me about after the show? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. <laughs> Let's get the show finished. Uh, John, there's an opportunity there. Yeah. John Newsom? No way, Jose. Why is it? Why not? To the field here? No, not, not even remotely. Why? Because you've got to have a whole, you got to have control of the organisation. Triathlon New Zealand is an, an absolute shambles. Oh, really? And, and the fact you're saying this probably not going to get you the job. <laughs> no, oh, it's, it's yeah. I don't don't see any light at the tu- end of the tunnel. Here, the problem for New Zealand, it's really interesting for those overseas, and I'm sure this is probably a similar thing in other countries. Is that what happens with our, our funding dollar in New Zealand? It just goes to the winning sports. Mm. So once you don't start winning, or once you stop winning, Jesus you just go downhill real quick, don't you? And there's a real battle to get back on. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, and because there was a period where we were quite successful, you know, there was good funding, but in the last period of time, the funding, you know, we haven't really had any success. Mm. So I'm sure they're losing a huge amount of funding dollar. Mm. Mm. Oh, John. Oh, keep keep doing what you're doing then. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor. Coffees of Hawaii. So what are you telling me? Oh, fact number three. Fact number three. Back to the facts. Coffee lessens the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. Oh, wow, really? Science Daily reported that in 2012, that drinking coffee may help with Parkinson's disease control, may help people with Parkinson's disease control their movement. Ronald... Postuma, MD, the study author, said studies have shown that people who use caffeine are less likely to, to develop Parkinson's disease. But this is one of the first studies in humans to show that caffeine can help with movement sim- symptoms for people who already have the disease. You know what's interesting about Parkinson's? It's actually a, a well, it, it, it's a part of it that's caused because there's an insufficient amount of dopamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? 
nice. So mm. if you want to make sure you stay alert, fit, healthy, keep try to keep Parkinson's disease, disease at bay, um, be less stressed. These are a summar- summarization of our facts so far. And also ensure you get more antioxidants. Check out coffeesofhawaii.com. On the, when you go there, go via iamtalk.me, pick up the promo codes, get yourself a deal. It must suck getting Parkinson's. I'm sure people aren't thrilled when they get it. Yeah. No, well, no, because it's, you don't lose your mind, do you? It's, it's purely just your movement. Mm. We yeah. have quite, Parkinson's has quite a high profile in New Zealand because John Walker, who's our greatest, uh, one of our greatest runners of all time. Um, You'd say Snell was the greatest, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. 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 So, but he was certainly oh, one of the, the greats three. of yeah. world running. So yeah, check it out, coffeesofhawaii.com. And as part of our Kona build-up, remember the Coffees of Hawaii boat will be out there. There will be the official start oh, point team. for And we know if you've ever been to Kona, one of the highlights you're looking forward to is swimming out to that boat. Oh, yeah. And if you're not racing, do the do the the the, the what is it? The dive for goggles. Dive for goggles. <laughs> the reward is so great. Yeah, the reward is earache and a pair of goggles. <laughs> you get the bends. I have to say that um, uh, hopefully Guy Crawford's there. Yeah, probably will be because he was always a bit of energy on the boat. Oh, he is going to be there. No, you, will you come out to the boat for me in the mornings? No. Oh. <laughs> I think it's got to be a bit of a solo mission for me this time, isn't yeah, Dave it? Dave Don might come and hold your hand from time to time. Yeah, I think he will occasionally, but he does it. it's a lot of work. I don't mm-hmm. think he'll be keen to just spend all day going around yeah. doing interviews. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So won't we? Yeah. No, you are going to be lonely. Okay. Well, I'll cuddle you at night. We've got two single beds in our room. Oh, good stuff. Do, I, do, I hug? do you know what? My missus is a bed hogger. Really? And you know why she's a bed hogger? Why? Because the cat gets to sleep in the bed, John. Oh. So last night, I wake up, I had a dream where she bloody had an affair on me, first of all, I was all yeah. a bit worried about that, and I wake up, and I'm literally just about falling off the bed, and I try to move over a little bit, Joe's doing spread eagle. Is she? And then, <laughs> not spread eagle, <laughs> bed spread eagle, and uh, Kat's got the quarter of the bed, she's got a quarter of the bed, and I've got, I've got bugger all. You need a bigger bed, bigger bed. Well, we just bought a bed, and I did say after the fact we should have gone for the king. You've got a flight to get, let's, let's push on with the show, shall we? No, I'm quite happy to talk, talk so I've got plenty of time, we can talk for hours. Okay. okay, Jombo, we're going to talk about discussion of the week. So last week's discussion of the week was, who do you want us to interview outside of the top pros in the sport so there's the obvious people that you would like us to interview but who are some people that you others may not have thought of that you think would be a good interview either pro or interesting story and Jombo's pulling it up there were some good suggestions in there as well I've got quite a few quite you a bit start, of uh, a couple of people said Tim Reed, um, and so he's a definite possibility and apparently Sean um, is doing it is, they gave her an entry yeah do, doing the race people have said Bob Babbitt uh, we'll get Bob on. We always get Bob on, don't we? You can you can go and stalk him in the Bob's a great media, guy. Media Bob, room. seriously. So, you know, like in life, you kind of you know you meet people who you you know you maybe you meet see on TV or radio and stuff. And some people you meet, you go, you know, other people you meet, you go, wow, they're pretty awesome people. And Bob Babbitt. Yeah, he just delivers on his, on who he is. Interesting one for you, Bevan. Is and we're going to discuss this a little bit Should later. Sixty five. Uh, Antonio Colum, who is the current seventy point three world age group champion for our age group, it was fastest age grouper overall. Now this is the, the, the drug guy. Yep, and he's in. I would interview him if you can get it. Yep. So I, I couldn't find him anywhere online. So um, okay. So if anyone knows him, and um, or, or knows if he's got a website or anything like that, but I a quick search and I couldn't find anything other than drug stories. <laughs> I'll definitely interview him and I'll ask the hard questions, John, because apparently I'm not cutting enough. Yeah. Someone said that. Uh, Harry Wiltshire, somebody said that. Oh, also, a little, Harry. Bit, little bit of controversy there. Uh, good old Fegan said. I think I probably feel sorry for Harry. You know why? He made one mistake. Yeah. You know, he, you know, like he, he, 
come on, everyone makes mistakes in life. But unfortunately, he's kind of got this stigma around him now. And I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yep. Uh, Gary Fegan saying a bunch of coaches. Siri, Matt Dixon, Cliff English, Paolo Souza, and maybe Maka as Zena's coach. So, yep, we certainly will try to hit up some coaches. Usually catch up with Maka, so we'll try to make that happen. We know uh, where he lives, so we just go along anyway now. Yep, we've got um, good old Dave Hayward's got James Lawrence. Uh, Matt Malloy had a good one. Magnus Backstead, so he's a former cyclist as well and uh, was talking up a big game around racing. So that's definitely one I'm going – I'll try to hit up. Um, We've got um, Joshua Kent's got uh, Kevin Ferguson completing five Ironmans this year to raise funds for cancer. Mm-hmm. Got to get Andrew Messick and Felix on. Don't know if Felix is going to be there. We are catching up with the challenge Felix crew. will be there, will he? Uh, don't know. Um, when I emailed um, – Victoria, um, we've got lined up with a few of the challenges. Do you know what I'm going to ask Felix if I see him? What? When are they going to have a world championship? When are you going to have the million dollar payday? <laughs> I, I ask him every time, and he's like, oh, you always ask that question. Um, we've got Jerry Bart. Oh, how's that one? Bart O'Loom, maybe? Um, age grouper that led last year's race up until the 22 mile. Oh, really? Oh, nice one. Really? Daniel Stubsky or something like that? Oh, uh, yeah, he's in my age group as well. Great. Oh, John. <laughs> Corinne Abraham, uh, I'm going to aim to try to get her as well, is a life member of our club in the UK. Um, we've got Scott Ashford, he says you should interview two guys from Australia that will fill two of the five spots on the 35-39 age group, Trent Chapman and Ben Bell. I have to say, John, people are taking a lot of pleasure in the fact that you may not get where you want to get. I'm not worried about where I get, but when I start hearing those names as well, I've got no, I've seriously, like, Trent Chapman's going to smoke me. He's a former ITU star, so if, if I beat him, I'll be very surprised. Yes. Uh, no, you're taking him, John. You're taking him. I'm taking him. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd My say on you. there's, yeah, it's going to be a strong age group. I'm more focused on performance and times... Like you can't beat, I can't beat people like that unless they have bad races. Uh, Lucy hey Francis said Daniela Reef. <laughs> no, so, I used to have this coach, soccer coach when I was younger. Cliche guy to the max. There's no such word as can't. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, there is. <laughs> you just said it, you schmuck. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who you got? Uh, Lucy Francis saying Daniela Reef. And oh, where can we come and meet and greet you guys? Well, you come do the taper camp and then you come out for lunch. Yeah, there we go. And we will oh, we are, meet and greet. Will we do one? You won't. You'll be bloody sleeping. Exactly. You'll see me out and about for Mike by myself. Come just give me some company because I'll just be lonely. Um, we've got uh, Ned Phillips, Peter Robinson. I'd love to interview him. Try to hook that one up. Yeah, I've tried catching up with him. He hasn't, hasn't replied to anything. So oh, come on, Pete, sharpen yeah. up. Someone we've got lots of Australian listeners. Pete, mm. sharpen up. Mm. There you go. So I've got lots of ideas here. This week and next week is my organisation time and I'll be trying to do a few. I'm going to plan on doing one per day before Bevan gets there and then he'll be going hard out in race week. <laughs> I think I, I kind of feel like I'm being ripped off. <laughs> you get to do the race. I get to do all the pre-stuff before you get there. Oh, great, great, great. Good work. Well done. You're, you're such tough. a hard worker. Tough. I can put some music. Oh, this week's discussion. So this week's discussion... There's two options here, Bevan. You can choose. Okay, here we go. Well, first of all, we've got which do you think uh, which do you think is better term, seventy point three or half Ironman? So, do you, uh, seventy point three bugs me, but it's very much caught on. Everybody says seventy point three now. There's no such thing as a half Ironman. I'd rather do a half Ironman than a seventy point three. Does it bother you people or not? That's option one. You've got to choose the options, Bevan. Or all world athlete stuff snobbery. Or do we really need it? So, are you saying it's just about snobs? Yeah, is I this because you're not winning anymore? 
No, actually, I don't even know where I, where I am. All right, let's have a look, okay? Where, where is it? Let's oh, go. Let's stop padding. No, let's keep moving because we've got plenty of stuff to go through. So the all-world athlete... Oh, I like the padding. Is that the reason I do the show? <laughs> so the all-world athlete stuff, you guys will have heard all around about. Um, but just, I don't, I don't know. I, I get what they're trying to do and trying to create some rewards around performance. But just that starts to seem a bit snobbery to me. And I was wondering if it was going to take off. And I think it really has. Because, you think it is? Well, they had the clothing out. And we got emails We got emails through to all the athletes saying, okay, we've now got clothing back in stock, all-world clothing back in stock, which is I assume selling? it must have all sold out. So we were having a little chuckle on Epic Camp about it. Well, John, yeah. Um, so you th- do you think it's a snobbery thing? Or do you well, think it's a celebration? That's the question. So you got to choose. I think it's best one because I think I mean half I mean's crap word. It's old school, John. Move the time. Seven point three is where it's at. Half I mean, you're only half the person. You're just getting Americanized. You're just getting on that train. Yep. Bring on McDonald's. Gone. Yeah, yep. bring on right. McDonald's. Make me sick. <laughs> no, half we'll I mean. Leave you in Kona. It's old school. Well, I'm going to be by myself anyway. You know, you're, you, Joe's turning up on Friday. <laughs> Friday. Oh my god! Three days by yourself. That's a self love. Um, <laughs> my cans of coke. Yeah, we'll be like that. Um, yeah, seven point three is the term. Move on. That's that's a discussion we needed. We had seven years ago, John. When did seven point three come out? About seven years ago, didn't no, it? it? Didn't. When? Fifteen months ago. <laughs> you full of crap. <laughs> oh, world athlete. Do you think it's a snobbery or not? So, do you think there's a place for it? Do you think it's a good place for it? What age group are you? 35, 39. Okay, so here we go. So let's see if you're in the top five. Uh, see, I still padded. No, you're not even in the top five, John. You're, really? It's a letdown. Uh, for, I have, no, it's, yeah, a lot of people have done two Ironmans by now. So. New Zealand is number one, but Justin Kerr? Uh, yeah, he was the guy who won He won Taupo. You're not and, in the top 10, John. And didn't quite realise the kind of qualification procedure. Has he gone and raced another Ironman? What do you has mean? He, has he raced another Ironman? What do you mean he didn't know the qualifications? Well, he didn't understand that you get there was a qualifying meeting you went to to get pick up your slot. So I was standing in the queue at prize giving and said, "Oh, you're not going to Kona?" He goes, "Yeah, didn't quite figure that one out." Oh no! Well, John, you, you predict where you are right now because you're you're in my list. Twenty? No, you're doing better than that. Fifteen? Slightly better than that. <laughs> the definition of pain is doing doing games like this. Twelve. Oh, well, when I say slightly, I meant 14, okay? okay? So you're 14th overall, and yet you doesn't look... You know what? I won't get winner because... But I have to say, you're definitely doing... You and Xavier Cop... Cop... Cock? Yeah. Um, cop it, probably is a better way of saying it, is you're probably the best athletes here because when we look at it, Sure, Justin Kerr, he's done three races, but his oh, overall time is 22 hours 57. Yeah, but he beat me he beat me convincingly in Taupo. Well, you've done three races. Oh, but you did half. Mm. Oh, the old half trick, eh? So, yeah, you're not going to win it. Age <laughs> grouper of the week. Do you want music? Yep, put some music in. Here's out. some music. Didn't even do the point of the finger then. No, just you just knew, mate. You just that sharp. Okay, we got an email through from Tucker. What, oh no, no sorry, no, I've gone no, too far down. Age group. No. We've got an email through from Moose Hearing, and we're saying, John and Bevan, I would like to nominate Rob Green from Richmond, Virginia, USA, as this week's age group of the week. This past weekend, he went nine two six at Mount Trenbon. 
Tremblant. Mont-Tremblant. Mont-Tremblant. Uh, and he was fourth amateur and 13th overall gaining a Kona slot. This was a fantastic personal achievement and a PR for him. He showed incredible improvement with hard work. Rob is really passionate about triathlon. He is a focal point in a large tri-community in Richmond. His business, Active Chiropractor, he's one of those in Christchurch. Been crush, it's called that. Uh, sponsors many local races. He is a great training partner and friend. He is busy with family and booming chiropractic business that focuses on endurance athletes. He is an avid listener to and a long time athlete of Coach John. Oh, he's one of your athletes, is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's why I killed it because John Newsom exactly. was coaching him. And he's really a true age grouper. So, Moose, you tell us about him, John. Uh, now, this is going to be a, well, Spiven's read that out, it is going to be a more of an age grouper club. Oh, the Steel Hammer? Of the week, the Steel Hammer Tri Club, because I have a funny feeling that Rob may have been nominated for age grouper of the week in the past. So, if he has, he gets a kind of a half double up. Mm. But what was most important? at the Mont Tremblant was the Steel Hammer Tri Club from Richmond, Virginia, which is a group of guys that are reason, reasonable sort of athletes, um, but the nominee, Moose Herring, also qualified for Kona. Oh, so nice. I think it's the first time anybody in their group's qualified. Oh, think, cool. And so now they've actually had two of them. So it's kind of a club of the week as opposed to just Rob going out there and smoking it. But he did smoke it, and so very impressive. And he's also another one in the 35 to 39 age group who's going to go out there and kick some butt. But um, Moose is exactly right. He puts a huge amount into the into the tri scene there. He's always at races if he's not racing himself, doing chiropractic work, sponsoring a lot of races, and uh, and I know he dishes out a lot of advice. And he also submits people through for interviews on the show and stuff like that. So have I met Rob? No, you have not. Did not do it like one of the camps. No. Okay. No. Who was the guy who was oh, years ago? A guy who was a surgeon. And uh, we did one of the camps coming out. I think his name was Rob as well. Real nice guy. Okay. Well, there you go, Rob. And uh, the Steel Hammer Triathlon Cup from Richmond, Virginia. You guys are the age groupers of the week. But that's where it carries on for Rob because now Rob is my shining light in terms of going on to athlinks.com because Rob races, does a lot of races. Keeps oh, you're the sponsor. Sponsor. Athlinks.com. So Rob's got 136 races. Really? And if you want to go through and yeah, let's have a look. look at all his bloody races, or for, for Rob, if he wanted to go and just try to summarise things, he's going to have to go off to probably about 100 different websites to find it all. So for some, if you've got a big racing resume and you've got them all up there, you can go, okay, let's have a look at my progression with half Ironmans. And up the top of Athlinks, they, they summarise all your, your key race distances. So for Rob... He got second in his age group in Mount yeah. and he's done 12 half iron distance races um, and he's got one there, the Kinetic, that he does most years and you can really go through and see his progression. In 20, 2008, he was 4.46. What I love is in his athletes profile, this is what's great about athletes, anyone can submit races. Richmond Tri Clubs present, sprint present by three sports. He got third overall and uh, third in his age group. And, uh, oh no, sorry, I've stuffed up because I thought he was only three people You're racing. Going to give somebody grief? No, I was just going to say there's only three people racing, but no, I'm wrong. And that's a good thing about athletes. So I can actually go into the race and see how many people were racing, and there's actually lots of people racing. John, there you go. Yeah. So at the kinetic race, he started off at 4:46. A couple of years later, he still wasn't actually any quicker. He was at 4:48, but then he dropped to 4:29, and then he dropped to 4:24. And this year, when he qualified, he went 4:19. So you can really see some some nice progression there. So you can do that with all your distances. So for, again, for the, say a 5k, you're probably not going to be able to remember all the flipping 5k races you've done um, going back since 
since the internet started and then you can go on here and you can just kind of see your progression as you work through there's all the rivals sort of features and stuff as well or links as they're now called but the key thing is it's just having that record you know Rob won't remember what the hell he was doing in 2005 and some of those events they may have uh, folded over and the results of the results won't be there so athletes that basically keeps them all up there they're okay, not Jumbo. so here we go Rob best 5k 1808 mm-hmm. best half marathon 403 half marathon half I mean sorry yeah yep half marathon that's pretty good considering yeah. you know it's 5k time and then uh, 122 for a half marathon mm-hmm. he's done a 37 57 10k mm-hmm. Ironman 926 which we've already mentioned and he's done a sub 3 marathon he rates him in the top 9% of all athletes athletes so nice work good stuff so keep all your Everything in one place at Athlinks. Make sure you've got a document of your athletic career. Good times. Rock and roll team. Okay, so if we look at this, we're going to go then have a look at Coach's Corner. Do you want music? No, let's just push on. Co- you're in a rush this morning. No, but you are. I don't want no, you to miss your no, flight. No, I'm not in a rush. I've got plenty we're of time. going for an hour already, and we're only like halfway through the show. Yeah, no. Well, like, we, you know, people like the longer shows. We've only been going 47 minutes, John. Okay. So we can pad, and I don't have to be out of here till 8.30. We've oh, got two hours. Oh, we can do the longest show ever. I always said 8.30. Oh. I just thought I need to. I want to process the show before okay. I go. I don't want to lose it and have to ring and say, "Oh, no. can we do the show again?" <laughs> okay, uh, Coach's Corner, Jombo. Last week we had an interview of Hunter Allen. We got an email through from Tucker, and Tucker was saying, "Sharpen up, boys." He's got guys. You always love your work, but how do you let him down? Uh, how do you let him say things he said about half Ironman execution without even? A little bit of questioning. It is possible I misheard what he was saying talking about Olympic distance triathlon because that would be at least drive of what he was saying. But 95 to 98% of FTP for a half, impossible given the FTP is what you can ride for about an hour. And given the accuracy claims of power meters, you are essentially looking for FTP plus plus two hours. Again, impossible. And doing the run at threshold pace, which is basically an all-out 10k pace for most people, how is anyone holding that for 70 to 80 minutes? Unless he was discussing Olympic, which I think he was, wasn't he? Carry on. Okay, okay, John's going to go. I certainly don't think he was. Then I really need to question Coach uh, John if he was not questioning this. I know, John, you're going down. I know you guys are always soft on interviewees. Always love. Sometimes we're hard on them. Yeah. Once we're hard on someone... <laughs> But come on, people, count on you guys for good information. And how come you didn't ask him about Kogan being such a dick? I don't know who Kogan was. He's a power guy. I've never met the guy, so I've got no idea what sort of person yeah, he is. Yeah, and uh, we're not mean. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, Tucker, take, look at the world with a bit of love first of all, yeah. okay? That's the first message in this. Kogan's done some great stuff. I don't got no Kogan's idea. Kogan's the nicest guy I've ever met, John. Yeah. And I haven't even met him. Anyway, so what Hunter Allen basically said last week, just to summarise that, is as we're going through a discussion, I I very reluctantly asked these questions. So what percentage of FTP should people ride for an Ironman or for a half Ironman? Because there's so many different variables that that go into it in terms of... I thought uh, it was a good question, but I did think that when you asked it, I thought, you know, for a lot of people who get these tools, they don't quite know how to use them. And, uh, you know, the great thing about the power meter is that it does teach you how to control yourself. And... You know, he came up with good range. So what Hunter Allen did say, and it was incorrect at the time, He for, for a 70.3, he was saying for t- 
top, top age groupers and elites, they could be pitching for 95 to 98% of FTP, which, as Tucker points out, is extremely hard. You know, so yep. 100% of FTP is basically for a, for a top age grouper is basically a 40k time trial all out and just absolutely killing it. You're not, and, you're not swimming before that. And so that is actually was referenced more to an Olympic distance race, not a half Ironman, because it is not really possible to to be able to achieve that for 90 kilometres. So I think just in terms of summarising some of the stuff Hunter said, which I think was really good, he gave a really nice summary around Ironman percentages in terms of what you should be pitching for depending on what your level of ability is. So he said, you know, if you're just a finisher and somebody who's sort of um, back of the packer, then 65 to 68% of FTP is ballpark for an Ironman, what you'd be pitching at. Middle of the pack, 68 to 70%. Front of the pack, so 70 to 72%. And elite, 72 to 74%. Um, and that fits in pretty well with, with what I generally recommend and from what I've seen from, from athletes in the past, he did note that TJ Tolkinson, when he won Mont-Tremblant, was at 77%, which is which is quite high. Um, but, uh, and yeah, and then in terms of the half Ironmans, slightly bigger range there, you know, you're looking at, well, you're looking generally at 80 to 90% of FTP, again, depending on your ability. And by ability, I'm talking speed and fitness. So... Yeah, some people may be a little bit lower than that, but you really would be a back of the packer. And then for yeah, for the ninety-five to ninety-eight percent, he was talking about absolutely gunning it for an Olympic distance race, going for broke, going for the age group win, being on fire, and absolutely crushing it. That is a very very high percentage, um, but it is achievable if it's your A race tapered, absolutely crushing it. The one thing I would say about all this power stuff is. A lot of people think just search for this FTP number, this magical FTP number. And when I know when we talked to Joe Friel, you know, he, and he he backed this up with saying it's not really a static number. You can't say right, my FTP is exactly that number. It's going to vary a bit depending yeah. on your levels of fatigue, um, and it's just not that exact number. So really, what I use the FTP number for is is it's a starting point. So you know, the standard test that people go out is go and do their twenty minute time trial, and they say right, that gives me an FTP number of. That, so that means I can race Ironman at this percentage. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work that way. It's you know you may be able to pump out. You might have the, enough fitness to go and do a twenty, a really good twenty minute FTP. Someone like Bevan would be a fantastic example if he went out and started training again a little bit, and then went out and did a twenty minute FTP. Because of the the spin classes and stuff that he does, does he's going to come up with this number, whatever it might be. But if he, the, the, I don't have the base under me to go along with that, but do yeah, I? Yeah, so yeah. You, you might have a, a, a semi-impressive number. Um, terrible. Like massively impressive. Yeah. But then, <laughs> That's what if, I tell the ladies. If we just use that <laughs> to then go, right, well, you should be able to hold whatever watts for an Ironman, that would be just pointless because you haven't got the fitness to do that. So you have to have the fitness to back up those short course numbers. So FTP test is, uh, gives you a number and then you basically, then you look at your iron distance stuff, you gather all your data, you go out and do five hour bike rides trying to hold a particular power and you kind of see what happens with your heart rate as you as you walk through that. So it's just a starting point and it changes. So you also need to remember that 
um, some athletes are really, really pick up their game for their A race. So if you're doing, say, you do all your FTP testing and you're mid- midway through your build up and you say, well, this, this should be my number, and then all of a sudden when they're tapered, they're going to get this really big boost. And if you're working off that number, then you might be selling yourself short. So testing, it just takes a long time to really figure out what you're capable of doing and don't... So is it more, more testing to the better understanding? And racing as well. Yeah. I think the race data is the absolute key stuff. So... Um, yeah, that's where you're going to get your best data is is do some testing. Get gives you some um, uh, some just a, a starting point, and then you've got to go out and look at Olympic distance races, half Ironman races, and over a couple of years you'll start to develop. Okay, this is this is about where, where I'm at, rather than just saying done a 20 minute time trial. That's my number. That's what I'm going to ride Ironman at, and I'm going to ride exactly to that number. That's not quite that simple. Mm, okay, so there you go. Hopefully, Tucker, that answers your questions. And, yes, um, we'll, we'll be harder on interviews and. No, we won't. Oh, okay. No, we won't. No, we're not. We're like we are interview. We try to ask good questions. Yeah, no, There's we're no not. point going out and being, being a, a dork. A dork about it all. You just close people off. You do that, John, don't you? Yeah. 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 We know. We know. We love. And I'll, I'll admit, I'm not the best interviewee. I'm often thinking about the next question. So if somebody says something, I'm not always. No, but I think you and I work together because I'm so eerie fairy and you like facts. So, you know, you're coming up from this angle and I'm going into stuff. I'm, I'm over here somewhere. And so we can't, you know, I think as a team, we actually work quite well. So, mm. so. But that uh, one did. I did. We missed that one. Missed it. Sorry. Project 2014 update, Jombo. Uh, saying to Bevan this week is possibly my hardest week of the entire build up. Yes. Epic, Epic Camp's a bit different, but um, this week is going to be rather tricky and hopefully I hold it all together. So, kicked off last night with a very solid run set. Morning, Joe. Morning, How babe. you doing? Um, today's a bit of a more of an easier, steady day to get ready for a 20 minute time trial tomorrow on the bike, on the indoor mm. trainer. And then on Thursday, I'm basically running a marathon and it's going to be bloody hard because it's going to be a building run. Wait a second, let's have a long range forecast. Thursday. Oh, 15, not bad. Yeah, but it's running. It doesn't matter what the weather's doing. The oh, it might be raining. Doesn't matter. I'm running. Doesn't matter. So my run, planned run for, for Thursday is going to be a tricky one. It's a couple of K warm-up and then 10 K blocks, building and building and building. Don't know if I, it's one of those sessions. Don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. You know, it's, you, you, I've got a plan that I start off 10 K at 4 minute 30 per K pace, which is slower than Ironman pace, so relatively comfortable. Then 10K at 4.20 pace, which is just a teensy bit slower than Ironman pace, so it's a teensy bit slower than 3-hour marathon. Then 10K at 4.10 per K, and then 10K I'm going to try to shoot for 4 minutes per K, but I think that's going to be quite a challenge given I'll be 30Ks into a run, and it's a training run. So it's going to be a bloody hard run. Then at the weekend, we've got an easy four-hour ride and a hard swim bike run. So by the end of this week, I'll be wrecked. Where will you um, do the course? Where will you do your marathon? Over the halls or downs, but just out and backs, 5K out, 5K back, 5K out, 5K back. Oh, so it's a bit rolling as well. Yeah, that's the whole idea. <laughs> Try to simulate Kona. So it's going to be a big week. Had a good week last week. Didn't get attacked by magpies. Couldn't believe it, Bevan. Is it time of year, is it? It is big time that time of the year. Phil and I five started, kicked off at 5.25. Average temperature on the bike ride, 5 degrees. Started off in 1 degree on Sunday morning. That's not bad. It wasn't raining. 5 degrees. Wasn't that toasty. <laughs> 1 degree was not that toasty. It's, good, it's good preparation for Kona, but... Mm. You know? <laughs> and I, Phil, was, Phil sat behind me more than he was on the front. We did share around a bit, but he was just sitting back there getting ready for the hit from the magpies. He only got attacked once. I didn't get anything, which is just... Couldn't believe it. So he did the lazy work. But then he got a beaten up for it. Yeah, he, no, Fair he, enough. he did some work on the front. <laughs> Sounds like you said he's soft. No. 
he, he took the hit. That's all right. Now, Bevan, I've got a question for you. So Go on. We had some some emails in from people complaining about Antonio Colum winning the seventy point three title in the 35 to 39 age group he was also fastest overall now we did talk about them in the first show we did last week didn't yeah. we and so then he, we didn't he, second time he rode a 203 bike split which was uh, a couple of minutes quicker than any of the pros and there was some good pros there and they weren't pissing around but on the in bike. fairness he was a professional cyclist he was a professional cyclist but he backed that was up was he a good professional cyclist uh, he was reasonable not like a uh, but the tours and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he rode 203, but then <clears throat> what was even more impressive, because he, he wasn't ex-cyclist, so you'd think he'd run, yep. ride fast, but then he runs a 119, and he also swims a competitive swim split as well. Yep. So very impressive. <clears throat> so my question to you, Bevan. Here we go, hit me. Is, if you're in the 35 and 39 age group, which you are, let's let's say, put yourself in my shoes. Yes, I'm aiming would, to win. How would you feel about, no, you're not, how would you feel about him racing in your age group in Kona and probably winning unless he doesn't have a crap race? What's really interesting, actually, Joe and I watched that Armstrong and Lie documentary the other night. Have you seen right. that? It's, it's pretty... I don't think so. It's, it's definitely worth the watch because mm. the, the documentary is... There was a guy who was following him in his 2009 oh, comeback right. yep. and, you know, to do the kind of the good story about mm. you know, his comeback and then obviously the truth came out and it's it, – one of the key fundamental questions of, of um, the documentary is why did he come back? You know, what, mm. you know, like if he didn't ever come back, he probably would have got away with, you know, mm. what he did. And uh, and it's it's very interesting because we, we kind of know he's still probably being a little bit dishonest about mm. um, what he was doing in 2009, you know, because even after the fact, it looks like he was doing some drugs. But um, very, very interesting doc- documentary. But, you know, a lot of people at the time said, well, if, you know, you do your time. Mm. And obviously... Antonio Colum? Yeah, he's done his time. Yeah. And so... Um, it's always a funny one. Like, it's like, where do I sit on it? Where do I? I would be, in some ways, you'd be frustrated because mm-hmm. you, you kind of go, well, "Is he still cheating?" Mm. That's the problem. Once you're a cheat, you always paint with that brush, aren't you? And that's the choice you make as a cheat. Mm. And uh, so, there's, a, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, How would you feel if you put you if, if you're in my shoes and you're racing? Would you be good, bastard, wanker? Don't want him in my age group. He shouldn't be here. Well, I think you would say no, because you're you're always the guy who says they do their time. Mm. So how do you feel? It doesn't bother me, to be honest. I mean, uh, it, it, what bothers me about drug cheats is when they don't admit to it and don't try to do do something about it to try and make it right. Yep. But yeah, if he served time, it doesn't bother me. He's going to um, smoke. If, if he didn't take drugs and he was just an exceptional pro cyclist, I still think he'd be going bloody fast. And, and I think the other question in here as well is... No, wait, I don't know much about him. Has he done his time? He's done, he had a two-year ban, and then and obviously couldn't do age group racing at that time either. So it's not he's not no. still in that ban. Okay, yeah, no, no. So he's out of his two-year ban, and then also uh, the question here we had from from a listener was also saying, you know, what's a pro cyclist doing in the age group ranks? What else is he supposed to do? Yeah, no, that, so that's a quick. We've had a, a, I mean, um, yeah, for, for me, I think you a little bit. I don't know. It's a I, I mean, yeah, a little, a little bit, but I'm certainly not getting fired up about it. Yeah, you know, he's entitled to be there if he's. Do you think if you if you do you think if you knew. That you're doing drugs, it's that whole thing. Like right now, we've got the political election on right now in New Zealand, and the, you know the whole idea of um, harsher sentencing for criminals. And there's you know some pretty good arguments say it doesn't actually stop crime at all. So you know, but then <clears throat> you know if we look at uh, you know if we were to say you know you get caught drugs, you can never compete in sport again. You know, like you know, like mm. we're doing. If they make the stakes higher, it's such a hard discussion to have. I, I, I'm not sure. I think it's, I think part of me would be a little bit gutted, 
and and you do one that you probably would look at. The, the thing is, he is now always going to have this question mark over him. So mm. like when he had this great race that he had in the 70.3 World Championships, you kind of go, well, is he still on it? Yes. And and, and it, there's no point worrying about that stuff. You just go right. He was drug cheat. He served his time. If he's still doing drugs, what am I going to do about it? I'd be pissed if he is still doing drugs. If he's clean and he served his time, yeah, he's got a little bit of an asterisk there. But just get on with it. So so same guy to sort of loser. No, it's not Sam Guy who's saying. No, it, no, but Sam Guy when he put the t-shirt on. Mm, I don't think he was. Because uh, that was a pretty big statement. Yeah. I don't think it was a sore loser. I don't know. Ask ask him and Kona. But you get what I mean. Like it's yeah, a tough, yeah. it's a tough one because obviously Sam Guy was upset mm. and he made a very public statement and we all kind of thought it was quite funny at the time. Mm. Um, but you could look at it and say, well, you're a poor loser. You just got beaten by a better man. It's true. You know, it's, 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 that's the problem. It's such I'm a big. I'm just not wasting any energy on it. Just oh, you like you can't control people's performances no. anyway. And obviously, this guy's a pretty mean athlete. So I'm just uh, impressed. Just put the whole drugs thing to one side. The fact that he's an ex-cyclist and he can run that fast and he's a good swimmer, I'm pretty impressed with that. Yeah, but what if he's still on drugs? It's not going to make that. It's not going to change him from oh, being. Wow. It's not going to change him from running one thirty <laughs> to running one nineteen. Yes, it'd give him a small uh, an advantage, and, and that might be the difference between finishing fifth. You and don't know first, what drugs he's on, John. <laughs> he's on the super. I was watching on the internet the other day. There, there, there was some kind of bloody scientist going to website because that's what I'm into. Yeah, my science. Yeah, and they was creating these for the military guys. These jetpacks that help you run faster. So the idea is, can you get a military guy? It's like a mini jetpack. Yeah. And the whole idea is, can they get the average guy who probably runs maybe like a five and a half minute k down to a sub four? Yeah. Well, no, a sub four mile. So, um, and so this whole thing on, you know, this jetpack. We've done all this research. He <laughs> did like ten seconds, and it weighed like a shitload. And it was like, needs a bit more development. I know that when you get a small push, you know. So you always remember the story Scott Molina tells about Simon Lessing pushing, pushing them, people yeah. along. I love and that I've story. I've had that done to me before. It makes a massive difference. Yeah. I mean, I suppose in time it might only make five, ten seconds per k, but geez, it makes. It's it feeling wise, massive. So, so our conclusion is, you don't mind. Um, I don't mind. I don't know if that's the right word. I'm just not wasting. It doesn't bother me that much. Um, if he was still on drugs, then I'd be more pissed. But how are you ever going to know? Um, I think that's the thing. Is ultimately, just, once you've once you've shown the world that you're willing to make that choice, people are always going to think you may be still making mm. that choice. And that's that's the, you know that's the choice you make when you take drugs. Is that if you get caught? If it was someone like David Miller, I'd go fair play. You know, he's he's really tried to make a big difference, and he's trying to change things but I just get frustrated with these guys that deny, deny, deny when they've clearly been busted if someone does know Antonio please please hook us up because we would I'd love to interview him I think it'd be I can't understand I, I, I get why people booing stuff at him but man that you must just feel like crap when you go up on the stage to get your award and people the crowd start booing it's like, yeah. where is your motivation but again you've been a cheap Mm. You know, that's, that's again. Those like I, I think I've told the story, but I remember once I cheated in class at school, mm. and uh, I didn't do that well in the test, so it kind of changed yeah. a few things. <laughs> yeah. And my teacher used to love me, and then she figured out, and then she she busted me. Yeah, and she never looked at me in the same light, and uh, it was my choice. I made a mistake. Yeah, and I had to live, live with her not liking me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sponsor extreme endurance, Bevan. I'm not. Fashion and me. Uh, oh, know, come on, I'm John. Not, I'm not cutting edge. Look at what he's taking. Look at my pants. Wait a second. Look at these. I've got some fashion pants. Thing. I was going to go take my, my track pants. Oh, no, they're not track pants, John. They're tapered track pants. Look at these. Oh they're my god. Down he here. looks like a girl. Oh, 
Oh, mate. Seriously. I'm like a gill. They're, they're like travel pants. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're travel they're, pants. What's the kids are doing now, you're John? Only, you're only doing an hour 20 flight. It's not five. It's they're not, not travel it's pants, It's not 15 John. hours. You that, don't need to be go for comfort. They tape it at the bottom nice and tight, and then they move up my legs and get wider. It's what the kids are doing. Oh, dear. And I'm now cool, John, because I've got them. But yeah. what, you can tell me if I'm, I'm cool here or not. Trucker, yeah. ha- trucker hats are pretty cool. Yeah, trucker hats are pretty cool. Ex- yep. Extreme endurance. I've got trucker hats. Are you going to get one? I'd love to see you in a trucker hat, please, <laughs> please. Get one. I'll see if I can get them semi But Their trucker hats are pretty Cause, cool. Because the problem with Newsom is you always think practical with fashion before you think fashion. I got given grief last night. Our son was up the road at a friend's place. Yep. And had to run up and pick it, pick him up, and I had my running gear and on and and. Uh, you didn't have tights on, did you? No, but I had the had my SLS compression socks. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't. I'd never been to this place before, and just ran in, and another father was picking up another kid there as well. He goes, "Oh, I just saw you running up the road. Yeah, just saw those socks." <laughs> well, a few years ago, you wouldn't have seen me dead in these things, but they really do make a difference. I'm not sure how the, where the performance gain and the trucker hat's going to come from. It's because you feel good about yourself. But you feel fashion. you feel good. So they've got these cool trucker hats, fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's cheap as pretty bro. cheap. They've also got so that you love their t shirt prices as well. Bevan fourteen ninety nine. Oh, so. under my twenty five dollar t shirt policy. Mm. But if you like your trucker hats and you want something cool, t shirts cool too. Yeah, check it out. Xendurance dot com and fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, when you get your, when you get your Xendurance. Uh, you know, your, your, or your moon boost. Moon boost. You can uh, just chuck a t-shirt in there. So it just says nothing to your shipping and then it's only 15 bucks. Exactly. It's under my $25 t-shirt policy, John. Easily. So, John, but when it comes to bad fashion, Dr. Feelgood Dave Dwan, mm. he's actually pretty fashion. He's, he's, he knows how to pull it off. Mm. Often turns up to run coach with just the tights on. Some, some people think it's a little No bit. top. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case. Yeah. No, but just the running tights with, with, you know, and he's not. What else would he have on? Oh, well, he's coaching. He's not. He's not out going for a run. Oh right. And he just turns up with his tights on them, just saying Dave Twines. But yeah. he's moving around, isn't he? Oh no, he just stand there doing the winger. Yeah, you know, the winger factor. Oh, I'm with you, Dave. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, Dave Twine, I think you know, he's just the tights. You're going to bring in a clothing standard for no, coaches no. now. I'm, 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 pe- I'm, I'm never going to tell people how to. Dress you can dress however you want in life. Yeah, just then, as long as you don't wear tights to run coaching. <laughs> you no, know, I've never. He's allowed to. I just, you know, like it. Just you know, he, he, he's, he's. I think is he a single man. Yes, yeah. So maybe he's just trying to advertise because <laughs> there's a lot of ladies in our group. Yeah, so a lot of ladies. Check out your trucker hat, xendurance.com, and remember promo code I am talk five and get yourself feeling healthy and less sore. Look cool. Be healthy, ex-endurance. Okay. Um, Jombo, let me have a look here. What we've got? Uh, questions and answers. Okay, underpants run. Guinness Book of Records. What's this, John? Well, so a number of people always want to do the underpants run, and things have changed, and I didn't realise this until oh. I, I was actually doing... Well, this year? Yeah, I was doing someone's program the other day, and they said I wanted all, all the Kona experiences, yep. and I thought, oh, the underpants run, well, I think that's on Thursday. Is it Wednesday, Thursday? Where does it? And I went on there, and so they've even got a website now, underpantsrun.org. Nice. Went on there. Last... Last time we did it, which was a couple of years ago, it kind yeah. of started just in the little township behind one of the side streets. Yep. doesn't do that anymore. This year you actually register for it, and it's going to start in the car park behind the King Cam Hotel. Same sort of route, but they're actually, it looks like they're going for a Guinness Book of Records, the most uh, people running in an underpants. They surely like, they could take it. No, they need like 2,500. I mean, I know there's a lot of people do the underpants run, but I don't think there's 2,500. So just giving them a bit of a plug, go to underpants uh, run. 
underpantsrun.org and they're going Guinness Book of Records you register for it and it, all the money goes to, to charity so it's not like they're trying to cream the system or anything like no, that so, so check it out and that's what does it cost you to do just have a look register I think you donate rather than oh, I okay. did, didn't, didn't necessarily look at that so check that it's on is it on Thursday I'm 95% sure it's on Thursday Underpants Run is on the 9th for Thursday 9th at 7.30am yeah. yep we're not going to comment on this but just $20 donation $20 donation yeah uh, not going to discuss this because we'll be here all day but, but I've had oh don't open the door then I've had word on the street that Providence Equity are doing just fine with their investment in WTC I think we kind of all knew that but I've had it from uh, from, from a reliable have you had an inside source have you mm. oh, nice. they're doing just fine their re- return is just fine they're not trying to sell out just yet no. okay Rob Dutchy Lines has got a rolling start for Kelmar worked pretty well happy to give a bit of a lowdown on it from a 57.45 swimmers perspective I've written his report in his club's trip uh, including his perspective having given you guys a little plug for my appreciation section so John did you read that no but really <laughs> see, let me lead with it and I'll get, I'll get my point across the point I'm getting is is we're getting consistent feedback now well, I'm, cool. I'm getting consistent feedback that the rolling start is working for you know for 57 minutes summer he's going to be to, in the in the probably I don't know about a third, a third of the way down the swim yep. um, and so he's one of the better swimmers um, just getting consistent feedback that it's working working pretty well People despite us all it. sort of poo-pooing it um, it seems to work I'm wait just, are you, were you wrong sorry were you wrong at no no <laughs> if they if they tried to pull us at Kona forget it I I would absolutely lose it and Taupo same deal don't need it. I'm I'm more of a wave start person. I don't I don't necessarily agree with the. I'm saying other people are entitled to their opinions. They may be wrong, <laughs> but wave starts the way to go. Oh, poor Belinda. Um, Alan Hauser uh, Carolyn, he's got uh, hi guys. I'm racing Ironman Mallorca in the 27th of September, and I was thinking about doing some big weeks training, 25 hours from the second to the ninth of the ninth. So I apologise. We're a bit late about <laughs> a bit this. Late. Well, you kept rambling. Oh, it's my fault. It's totally it's your fault. It's my fault. Last Who week, coordinates the show? Last, Who does the show notes? Last week we had this in the show notes. Didn't get to it. You didn't answer it. It's because we didn't have time. <laughs> You're so crap th- this you question has so been, it's my fault. This question has been sitting... So sorry, Alan. <laughs> Jesus, can I say what I was going to say? Go. So this has been sitting on our show notes for about four weeks now. So, Alan, I apologise. Bev- it's Bevan's fault. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have got to this. His question was, he's doing Ironman Mallorca and he wanted to know if uh, doing a big week weekend from the 2nd to the 9th to the 9th to the 9th. So a few weeks out, is that risking it a little bit too much? Appreciate your thoughts, Alan, Carolyn. A bit late. Yep, it is a bit late. But for people who are going to look at doing this in the future and they're thinking, is it crazy to go and do some big weeks training, 25 hours or so, um, only you know, three or four weeks out from the race. It's not a silly idea. Just got to structure it properly. Make sure that you're rested going into uh, rested enough going into it, and that you rest coming out of it. David Rowe, another good example, who did Ironman Wales. You know, he did Epic Camp only a few weeks before before the race. Went out there, had a solid day at the office. Um, you just got to make sure that yeah, you recover. You rested enough going into it. You recover properly coming out of it, and you'll be absolutely fine. Stay away from hard running. Sorry. Probably not, yeah, the one thing to avoid is probably the, the really hard running. Yeah. But going long on the bike, no problems. Going hard on the bike, no problems. Doing extra swimming, but yeah, just that, that hard running. But, but if you're doing it that far, four, four weeks out or so, not, that, not too much of a drama, but not running hard every day. 
Okay, Dawn Tilda's got, uh, Tilda's got, I wanted to give you guys a report from Challenge Penticton. I'm a cheerleading supporter, five club relay team, <clears throat> and I thought I was going to be depressed with the small size of the field and after enjoyable experience in Ironman Canada and Whistler, where my husband had many friends raced. Boy, I was wrong. The grassroots feel of the Challenge event won me over. Lots of casual fun family and friend events, and the, the relay was a hoot. Mixes of top triathletes and others cheering all on of all the teams, some which needed it and to make the last minute ch- uh, team changes due to injuries and members unprepared. Steve King and the team at the mic and genuine had a genuine love of the sport. Had one friend do the full and a friend doing the half, something for everyone. I even formed a team for next year and will swim with a friend and my husband racing. Gives me a chance to participate. I think this race will endure. It will be interesting to see. You know, very interesting. I, th- I thought it was great, great feedback, which is why we included it because you know a lot of us would think uh, Challenge Penticton you know, numbers were way down this year. <clears throat> they had really good numbers in the teams, but individuals really, really minimal. And um, from the highs it was at a few years ago when it was Ironman Canada. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that race because they have now scheduled Ironman Muskoka, which is not that far away and a similar time of the year. So they've got two other Iron Distance races which people flock to, and then Challenge has a has a great race on a great course. Yet people don't want to go and do it just because it's not an Ironman. I don't get it, Bevan. But great to see that there's still a fantastic atmosphere there. Well, it's branding, John. That's what's happening here. Okay, we got uh, ages ago. And because John keeps delaying the the questions and answers at the end, can you blame me for Alan? I'm going to pad this out until 8.45 so you miss your flight. (laughs) You've got no hope. You can't talk for that long. Anyway, um, I was a while ago, I was mentioning what's the longest swim that anyone has ever done. And uh, and, and Paul, have we got Paul's last name? No, we haven't. But Paul sent through an email and he just said, um, and generally accepted that open water swimming uh, community, the best resource is marathonswimmers.org. Uh, that the longest swim in open water is a normal pair of bathers swimmers with qualifying independent observers following strict rules is Penny. How's that one? Palfears? Yep, Palfears. so long swim, 108 kilometres. Wow, Cayman Island to Little Cayman Island in 2011. Um, Chloe plans to go after this record. Chloe must be a friend of his. A friend of his. Uh, this record at some stage over the next year or two. If you look at other prolonged, uh, potential long swims, you could include uh, Susie Ma- Maloney's 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 shark cage swim of a hundred and ninety between one hundred and seventy and one hundred ninety k's. That, that one I think was. Uh, <coughs> She did it somewhere, it might have been from Cuba, I can't remember. But yeah, I think one of the stipulations here is... You can't have a shark cage. You can't have a shark cage. But I remember her coming out of that swim, I think it was her, and... Yeah, just those juju lips, they get out and their lips oh, really? are just, just, they're so it's swollen. Big. How big is the shark cage? Uh, it's not that big. Because you wouldn't want to be bumping into it yeah, all the time. I think it's just big enough so you're not bumping into it. Bumping in, bumping and and the person in the boat would have to be managing it pretty well, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It, because it could be a real annoyance. Yeah. Uh, Diana... Nad swam approximately 160 k's from Cuba to the US in 2030 in a full body suit, gloves, booties, etc. Though there is a large number of the qualifying swim community who question the validity of the swim for various reasons, including that despite her many years of open water swimming, that she chose to not have qualified independent observers of the swim. Yeah, well, that definitely kind of hurts a little bit. There are other few close to 200 ball flippers. Uh, there are no independent observers or questions. And there are also a few examples of stage swims over days or weeks where people were swam for six to eight hours. So I suppose then the next question is, for the person, you know, the official record, which was, what was Penny it? Penny Paffrey's 108 kilometre swim from Cayman Islands. Yeah, I wonder, Cayman. I wonder how long it took. Hmm. I'm sure Paul will be able to come back with us on yeah, that. Yeah, Paul, let us know that, that, that that's, that's 
crazy challenges those aren't they let's let's say for example she's <clears throat> i don't know you probably swim three kilometers an hour maybe no maybe. no it'd be, slow. it'd be like marathon it'd be like ultra running okay well, it depends for on 50 them. hours in you're thinking swells and stuff two, as well two and, and a half kilometers per hour too surely they get tides in their yeah. favor <clears throat> so you're thinking 50 50 hours it's a long time to be in the water imagine how, how screwed your body is from that because how do you prepare for that <clears throat> you swim a lot yeah you do swim a lot i remember that guy kieran remember kieran yep. and came yep. live with me for a bit yep. he swam in the channel mm. and uh <laughs> he goes he was like Oh, I trained. I trained for years, but I trained. I trained for a long time. I trained every day, and I, I swam and I swam, and and then I got out of the. I did the swim. I didn't swim for two years after that. <laughs> he was lucky. Yeah. He couldn't. He did, didn't like it at all. Um, There's Chris, lots of stuff going on on Facebook with all the ALS challenges, with all the fa- the, the ice bucket oh, things. We've been challenged to do it, have we? Yeah. Andrew Messick did one. You're not so. going to do it. No, Andrew Messick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. Andrew Messick did one, and we're going to have a link up. I believe the children are the future. Nah, no, I don't. I'm, I'd, I'll do other fundraising at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> at some stage? Yeah. <laughs> the future. Way off in the distance. Okay, um, I've just got one. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, we've kind of talked about that. Yeah. Uh, just one I've got one here. I've got an email from. Oh, who was it from? I <laughs> love doing that. <laughs> got an email. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to pull it up here. Yeah. Okay, wait, you talk about something for two seconds. So, it's a beautiful day in Christchurch today. Sun is shining. It is a beautiful day, isn't it? It's funny how it looks very clear, close to us, mm. and then distance is very foggy. Um, Tuned into um, Close Up the other night, didn't see you. Well, no, it was last night. You said it was on Friday. Yeah, they changed it. Ah, oh, I said to Belinda, Bevan's been pushed. No, been yeah, and you know what? The they said they want me on a better night. Yeah. Monday <laughs> night's bigger night. <laughs> Monday night, the night that we're the, we've got the shock horror news in New Zealand, shock horror government election stuff going on. They bumped you on to the busiest night of the week. Just yeah, busiest night of the week. Did you, I'll give a shot if you're on. It's okay. It's okay. Do you know what was amazing? How many people do watch that program? Mm. I got so many emails and so many stuff from people. So I'll let people know about this in a second. So from Jenny Robinson. Remember a while ago, I was talking about um, locking somebody out of your house? Yeah. They were given home and talk Jersey yeah. if someone yeah, locked you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jenny, I'm not sure if she deliberately did it, but she said, I did it. I locked my chap, Tom, out of the house for an hour. Nice. So she's in the house. He's locked out. But she just really fired up or she did it. Well, here's the story. Well, they locked themselves out. And I did not hear them calling for a rescue for an hour had passed. It was hilarious. We have a two-story house with a small balcony at the top floor. The door to the balcony <coughs> is self-locking. So when Tom and two friends, Brian and Jason, went out to the balcony to smoke a joint... <laughs> I love the honesty. Jason was very politely closed the door behind him so that he could smoke, uh, would not enter the house, except he did not know it would lock behind him. I had gone downstairs to do very well into an insulated bedroom, so although I heard a vague knocking type of noise, I ignored it. I vaguely thought to myself that maybe they had some special scenes that had been crushed or something like that on the roll through. Um, and it had an extra strong joint so I ignored the intermittent knocking sound eventually after an hour I heard a faint sound of my name and meandered outside to find out whether it was more beer than he wanted or what only to discover that the last hour they had been banging on the door phoning my cell phone upstairs far away in the bedroom and contemplating should they be the one to break through the locked door and climb through the 12 foot uh, high drop the relief of my rescue saved me from being a 
in the dog box, but I guess it's the last time we'll be hosting a party with my these friends. Nice. Hugs not drugs teams, the first message from there. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't actually read the message. Right. Uh, that surprised me. Yeah. That did surprise me. I love the honesty, Jenny. Gosh. So there you go. You don't get the top because you didn't deliberately do it while they're knocking on the door. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, but still. They lock themselves. Still yeah. well done. So, yep. Okay. Uh, John's sponsors? Coffeesofhawaii.com. Um, avoid Parkinson's? Athlinks.com. It's just... Get, get your times and extreme endurance. And get the t-shirt, John. what's your goss? What was my goss? You, what did you think of my training last week? Because you know you go check my blog out every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Where's yeah, this going? So you, 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 I thought you'd give me some feedback on the the bike session I did, and yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, you hit those power numbers pretty well. I was pretty impressed with your power numbers. Yeah, because you 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 hit some targets with that. Yeah, seems like you're close to the most of the time. Yeah, good. Is that, is that what you yeah, want yeah, me to yeah, yeah. No, What is it? What's your site? Coach John Newsom? Yeah. Or Project? Uh, Coach John, Project2014.com. Coach John. Uh, what's my goss? Bevan. <coughs> oh, <coughs> Don't worry about me. I'm all right. Yeah, no, what's what's your goss? I haven't got much. Just, oh, come on, you must have. No, it's just training, work, and getting ready for Kona. And family. Do I tell you about my book out? Yep. John loves hearing about my book. Yeah, seriously, you're really good at helping me promote it too. You know? Oh yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll give you when it's it's, it's out now. I'll, I'll, I'll no, I will do a serious bit once I know you guys can get it. Because what I want to do, you know, the big dirty secret of books, John, is that you don't have to actually sell that many to do quite well. Oh, okay, um, not as in like financially returned. So how but many do they print for you? Do they, do they do <laughs> do one you know big go? And I don't actually know because it's I, I, I'm not quite sure how many the, the publisher has to sell before. Right it's been yeah or, or at least a good return on their investment and you really want them to because they've taken a risk mm. on you and um and so you really want them to and also you know i've got an idea for a second book so you kind of think well if we do a second book you know you want to make sure the first one goes well so um i'm not sure i i, I assume it's like it's only a few thousand like mm. it's not you know you know twenty thousand that you need to sell mm. i think it's like mm. under probably under five thousand like i know my contract I get paid a lot more once I go to 5,000. So they obviously think that, you know, <laughs> it's probably 5,000 yeah. is a pretty big goal. Um, but uh, like to get on the top 10 in New Zealand, although I'm probably not helping myself in this, the, there's no real official top 10. It's pretty much just their own bookstores. Like Paper Plus has their own one and Wickles has their own one. get rid of this book that's caught number one. Yeah. Well, no, but like to get in the top 10, you only have to sell a few hundred copies. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the top book will sell thousands, maybe yeah. a week. Mm. So the top book might sell 1,000. Yeah. But if you want to um, get in the top 10, you only, seriously, it's hundreds. Okay, now, let's make it happen, people. Let's make it happen. Well, yeah, but um, but it's a little bit, what I'm not doing is because I'm selling it. Um, we, the publisher's selling a lot themselves so that doesn't go through the bookshop system mm. so really if I wanted to manipulate the game I'd be trying to encourage people to buy it from the bookshop yeah. um, but I'm not too bothered by that but but when it comes to overseas um, you guys won't be able to get it um, a print version easily unless you want to pay for shipping from New Zealand but so it will be just be the ebook suggestions version suggestions have been made you should take lots over to Kona well what I am some people have asked that and, and people seem to like it's amazing how much people want you to sign their book mm. like it really is amazing everyone's like oh can you sign a book which is cool um, so what I might do is before before we go I might just say look let me know if you want me to take and I'll because I'll take the ones that people want me to take mm. so I'm sure they'll buy an extra bag yeah and, but, um, but what I do want to do is I'll, if once the the ebook's out, I'd love it if everyone can almost buy it at the same time, so we can get a bit of attention, which would then get attention on like Amazon and stuff like that. So I'll probably let you guys know next week. But so yeah, it's an interesting experience. I'm doing all the media work, so I was on Seven Sharp last night. It's a funny story because they 
uh, they love the drug story. That's what yep. it, you know, always starts off. Stuff, yeah. I'm on Woman's Weekly this week and it's, you know, again, this poor druggie, you yeah. know, and it's Turn where it comes life from. Around. Yeah, I got locked out of my house for two hours. Um, so they do love that. But it's, um, yeah, it's a, I'm off to Auckland today to do lots of media. I'm going to be a good morning. Nice. So, yeah, so that's all good. Good morning today. No, I'm on, on Wednesday. Right. Um, Jombo, other than that, just look at, I'm actually really, I'm now Kona's close. Kona's looking forward to Kona. She's yeah. looking forward to after the race. Yeah. When she, when she arrives. You've got, you, you're the travel host on Friday as well. Another job for you. Oh, really? <laughs> what <laughs> else? It's the one day I get off is Friday. No, you got to take the girls down to, down to the Sheridan to go look at the manta rays Friday night. I thought there'd be a nice Friday night activity for you and the girls. Have you not done that? Manta race? I really don't want to go down. The Sheridan's miles away. You're in a car? <sighs> It's not that far away. It's like five kilometres. We've been to the Mer- We've been there before. Why didn't we look at the Manta Rays? You do it at night. Have you not done it? That's where they took photos for us for a triathlete magazine, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you go down there at night and you see the Manta Rays, they have lights on them. It's awesome. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That'd be <laughs> wicked. So you're taking Jen and Belinda and Joe down there on Friday night. That's oh. your tourist. But what about the fact that I have to be up at like three in the morning the next day? So does everybody else. <laughs> They're not looking at Manta Rays. We just want you to get out of the condo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and uh, and clear the girls out. Do the boys a favour. I'm with my yoga people that night. I know. Yeah, my yoga. Yeah, I showed you that video, didn't I? I've seen the place staying at. Do you, did I show you the video? No. The yoga people. Oh, it's the funniest thing. So Joe and I booked this place because it was impossible. To, you mm. know, like if you qualified for kind of three weeks in the was it Wisconsin's the last one? You can get place, but you got to book for a week or ten days. Oh, and you're putting some money. And we got this yoga place, and on the it's, it's, and you think Happy John? It's mm. that times a hundred. Oh yeah, I've seen it. And on the on their website, they've got a video of them doing yoga, and new, then new yoga, pretty much. Yeah, like, there's not much, there's not much to the imagination. And he's he's sitting on top of her doing yoga. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Then he pulls out a guitar and he's singing this kind of country song. <laughs> seriously, it, it's, Joe and I almost wet our pants when we saw it. So <laughs> I think I'm going to go zen when I go there. Um, what else has been happening, John? Um, not much. Not much. Looking forward to Kona. Good. You, f- you do you feel you need a break now? Uh, I'm looking forward for after the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yep. get to that time of year. So, um, other than that, nothing. Nothing. That's it. You doing anything this weekend? No, just lots of gardening stuff. Got to get on top of the garden. Oh, really? Exciting times. That's, did your garden take you long? Mm. Oh, does it? Yeah, you've got to do a bit of work out there, young mister. I just about tripped over all your leaves all everywhere. You've you know got what? like three or four centimetres of leaves coming up your steps. Yeah, like, yeah, just a couple of days. I did my garden last weekend. Gosh. Broke uh, my heart. Rightio, next week is going to be another great show. Have we got an interview? Not at the stage. We are trying to hook up the next legend, so we'll let you know about that. It's looking, th- looking thin at the stage. I'm, I'm, I'm 0 and 3. Oh. I've got three requests out Who'd there. Who'd you go for? I'm not saying because it's. Bad form if they don't come back to me. Yep. Uh, but I've put three requests and got nothing, and so I've got probably one more up my sleeve. And then if that doesn't happen, we're going to run out of time before I get to Kona. Well, maybe you try a couple of Kona. Maybe, maybe you know what? You, we, you're asking for more work. Well, you know, we never have. You've got bloody one of the biggest legends of the sport on the show for legends. What are you talking about, Dave? Oh, Dave Scott. Yeah, yeah. We never had Dave Scott on. on I legends. thought you. I thought you meant we've never had any. Uh, yeah, he's probably he's probably yeah. And he's always there, and he's always good for He's a great interview, although you wouldn't be there. No. So maybe we should wait. But we do need to get him on Legends, yeah. and he's a great interview. But do try to hook up an interview for me for him, because mm-hmm. he's, 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 always, he's always good for a laugh. When you said to him, how about that Kona? That was yep. one of my highlights <laughs> of this whole show ever. Gosh. Tell us about 89. <laughs> 
Okay, we'll see you next week. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia car. Kia car. I'm just going to save right now. So save. Yeah. Control S. <laughs> right, see you guys.